This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of my high school iPod. The show where we invite a guest on to share some music that they loved back in high school. And we listen to it. And And we we talk talk about it. it. And we sing the whole time because it's a musical podcast about music. You know, there is a theme song at the beginning of it. So it's going to be that theme song. And then and your then theme song it. coming in immediately after that theme song. I was thinking maybe, you know how like like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like Scrubs would do like a musical episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe we could do that. I think it's just those two shows. <laughs> did anybody yeah, else do that? I'm sure. Community did, did, actually. Community had a musical. My, my, what, my crazy ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's a whole show. That's, that's yeah. yeah. That's just good, that by the way. It is? Yeah, I just yeah. never watched all. It, they're hour-long episodes. Which, that's the only thing that I was like, that's a mistake. It's a comedy show. Like, don't give me an. I, first of all, most hour-long shows, I'm kind of like, ugh, I wish it was shorter. That's a very successful show, though. Like, it is. People love it, and it's very good, and it's very funny, and the songs are good on it. But I fell off. I watched like maybe two seasons, mm-hmm. and then like I was like, I don't know if I want to do another, you know, fourteen hours, you it's know, an, fifteen hours or something. It's yeah. So I thought we could do that for this episode, but I forgot to tell you guys. That <laughs> oh yeah, to do that. I ruined it immediately. You, yeah, you didn't go with the bit, but that's okay because I would have hated that we were still doing that. Yeah, it would have so got old real fast. It died when it did. Uh, It'd be tough for a podcast because they're not scripted. Right. Yeah. There is a podcast that is all improvised musicals. Oh, yeah. Off book. Off book. Yeah. I bet you there's another one, too. I'm sure, I'm sure there's more than one. But but there's no other podcast where people listen to music that they listen to in high school and then talk about it. Nope. You can only find that here. <laughs> Surely not. On my high school iPod. <laughs> um Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to my high school iPod. Buenvenito, Ami, Ami. <laughs> you just went with the regular line at the end there. Yep. It's good stuff. I, you know what I what has dawned on me with these uh, taglines? Yep. Is that they come very late into the <laughs> intro. I think oh, usually yeah. a tagline is like, welcome to my high school iPod. And then the tagline. But now you're doing like full intros. We... I usually interrupt you. We banter a little bit, and then you do a tagline. Yeah. Well, okay. I want people to listen longer into the right. episode. They're all waiting for the tagline. <laughs> you should wait. And, you should put the tagline at the very end. Now. <laughs> What's it going to be this week? <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening to my tagline. Until uh, next week. Bye. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Jay Howell. Still trying to figure out how to start episodes of this show. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, my producer, my uh, the hall to my oats. Oh, cool. We've done that one. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. But you made me hall. Daryl Hall. You are the hall. Which yeah. one's got the mustache? I think that's Daryl. Like, oats is the least famous one, is the lesser famous one. Yeah. It makes me like him more that he comes second. In well, the listen movie. to this. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. Do you think that? 
that was planned or they were in the studio? Well, yeah, somebody didn't get the memo because he says, well, listen to this. The music dies and then it just... He's <laughs> like, what? I didn't know what to do. You guys all just stopped and stared at me. <laughs> it's like the least impressive part of that song. <laughs> it really it's is. the one that he draws the most attention to. Um, how are you? Oh. With a big I'm good. I, yeah, I'm drinking some coffee. We were recording earlier and on a Sunday today. Very unusual. I don't know if I said Muhammad Joma. Oh, yeah. We got on a tangent. The Yeah, I'm Daryl Hall. <laughs> um, hey, I, we have a return of a classic segment. Yeah. Miley News. Okay. Big news in the world of Miley Cyrus. Not necessarily good news. Maybe it's good news. I don't know. It depends. Uh, Miley has announced that uh, her and Liam Hemsworth are getting divorced after only a month or uh, less than a year of marriage. How do you feel about this? Um, I mean, you know, they're young celebrities. Like, yeah. Do they ever stay married? <laughs> it was a quick one, and they were cute together, so I don't know. But whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Well, then why it's did you feel her. like you needed to bring it because up? Because that's big Miley news, and I think people <laughs> expect me to deliver on the Miley news now. And a matter of fact, this you know we're recording this a few weeks in advance, so people are going to be listening to these episodes like, does Muhammad not know? <laughs> <laughs> Should we call him and tell him? <laughs> I don't want to break it to him. That's it. That's all we're going to okay, talk about Miley cool. today. So. Uh, awesome. Well, let's How do you feel about it? Are you a Liam Hemsworth fan? He played uh, Gale. In the in the Hunger Games, Hunger Games movies, yeah. Eh, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Chris Hemsworth guy. What about the other one uh, who's in Westworld? Lionel Hemsworth. Is it Lionel? Yeah, Lionel Hemsworth. Is that for real? Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's Liam, Lionel, and and Chris. Chris. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. Do you know our guest is shaking his head like you're a liar? But I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's hilarious that his first name is Lionel. Yeah. Is it Lionel? I don't think it is. Jay says it's not. <laughs> Nobody okay, knows his first go. name. He's just the guy from Westworld. Hey, speaking of Westworld and people with accents, you know what's weird is you know that show is run by Jonathan Nolan. He's like the showrunner, co-creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, no accent, but his brother Christopher Nolan has an accent. accent. Yeah. Huh. So which one of them is a liar? Is <laughs> I don't know. I think I did like some research because I was very confused. I was like, why doesn't Jonathan Nolan have an accent? And uh, like Christopher's older than him by a bit, and I guess they moved to America when they were kids. And uh, one of them kept the accent, one of them didn't. Cool. Yeah. Well, this has been Nolan Brother News. Oh yeah, new segment. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's introduce our guest before any more uh, unimportant things get brought up. Uh, I, I'm very excited about having this guy on. Uh, I've known him for a few years now. He, uh, we we've talked a little bit about music, but I don't know what he was into in his high school days, uh, so I'm excited to find out with all of you. Uh, so welcome to the show, Charles Nogales. Hey, Charles. Hello. Thank you for the formal introduction. Hey, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> you actually, you took a sip of water, and uh, but the timing of it was perfect because you were ready to go <laughs> as soon as you were introduced. You've uh, done podcasts before. Uh, first podcast. First time. First podcast. And Not he's a the pro. First time behind the mic, though. I'm, no. I'm sorry so. that this is your first one. <laughs> hey, I think this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, Great you way were, to pop the cherry. You were a musician in high school or after uh, yeah, high school? Yeah, late, yeah. Uh, late teens, yeah, early late 20s. Teens. Yeah. You know, I had more of the uh, the party atmosphere than I did the work <laughs> the, uh, ethic. <laughs> the ethic too, atmosphere? You know, just a lot of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> a, there's a fine balance. you got to find a way to incorporate both of them. 
I remember you were in a group with uh, a person who's been mentioned on this podcast before, Ross Smith. Ross Smith, yeah, yeah. two, two, we, two so groups. We did uh, the Zen of Falling. And Good name. Then, um, please play side B. Ah, oh, I remember that one. And yeah. I, of course, both of those names came from me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. you were like the front man. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and the funny thing about that is, of course, I did unconventional vocals. You know, it was all spoken word. So, mm-hmm. and that's how I made the cut. You know, I was a very angsty teenager, and the writing fit the mood. You were a great, uh, you were a great teenage writer. I assume you're still a good writer, but I just remember reading your poetry as a kid many times, <laughs> many many nights reading uh, poetry with you. Oh, absolutely. We were, uh, dare I say, best friends in high school, Charles. Yes, me and you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, Why did you dare to say that? Just going out on a limb, had, I was worried that he was going to be like, no. <laughs> so we were. Who are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, but we went to many shows together and uh, listened to a lot of music together and talked about music uh, way found, more than I did with found Jay. a lot of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, especially around that time. Yeah. You know, I mean, your eyes are eyes and ears are wide, eyes open. wide open and everything is like new and affecting you in a way that is uh shocking i think like everything feels very like holy shit have you heard this oh yeah yeah you, yeah, you definitely invest i think more because you also just have less responsibility and less things going on in your life so you can actually like really get into for a sure band yeah. or a song whereas now yeah if i if i hear about like somebody that i know who has what I feel like is good music taste, they'll be like, hey, check this band out. And I'll like probably listen to the album, like at least the first couple of songs and then be like, all right, cool. I, I listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that as far as the mentality, because when I was younger, it was, you know, CDs, cassettes, that type of thing. So I felt it was my duty to listen to the whole thing oh, yeah. before I could go back and pluck songs. Whereas today, I agree with you. It's like, I'm going to listen to two, maybe 30 <laughs> seconds in, I'm going to yeah. decide if this is for me For or you not. or not. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I, is a disservice because, you know, there's some, especially if, like, the song has, like, an intro that, like, takes it out of the film. You're just like, skip. Probably not going to get all the way through that song. And it might be a great song. And, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying what I do is right. I'm just like, I got, and I don't have more important things. It's also, like, right. I just feel like I do. But there is more stuff that you can listen to. There's all your old stuff that I feel like you always want to go back. It, there, I do have less patience for new music in general mm-hmm. these days i mean also like i was saying we, we we we've all we have experience with music now so it's it's less likely you know this is the 160th you know indie rock band like of this genre that you've heard even right. you know what i mean so it's just like mm-hmm. you you know you can kind of well maybe you don't even know but you make assumptions about like you know, you can hear two songs and be like, I know what this band's doing. I get it. I don't need this in my life or I like this, you know, whichever one, but you make, you make quicker assessments. But when you're younger, I mean, I remember not liking a CD for like four or five listens and then still listening to it more and being like, I think I like this album now. Dying to want to like, right. right. That's what it is. Yeah. Especially, uh, I did this with a, a few bands where I wasn't a super fan of theirs, but I had like, their sticker on my car or yeah. like a shirt of theirs that I thought looked cool. Right. So like, I should stick with this band because no. I've invested 
some, you know, we, have bought merch. We talked about the used, which I think you were probably at the Warped oh, Tour with me. Absolutely. And how I remember, like, thinking they were amazing at the Warped Tour and then buying their album and, like, listening to it a bunch and just being, like, after a while, just being like, I guess I don't really like these guys. But I had already told a bunch of people. <laughs> like, I was like, these guys are awesome, <laughs> you know. But it's different. You know, that, that, that band definitely falls in the category total guilty pleasure at this point, you know, looking back on the musical, yeah. musical career, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know, their live show was way different yeah, than was, what the they, album yeah. music is. And it's funny because you can see where kind of producers, you know, or whoever the label and, is, right. is just grabbing it and squeezing it the, direct, the direction they want to go. Right. Whereas in the live show, they kind of had a little more leeway. And I actually got to see them twice. Really? Before the second album. Well, you were at that. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, their second album say, is which bad. Which did you prefer? The, like the live or the or I, the? Record? I preferred the live. Okay. The live, the live is way better. Oh, and I, I'll still rock the record, actually, okay. you know, every now that again. first that album. first album. We saw them Box on a, sharp on a objects, yeah, Box Full Sharp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we saw them on a small stage at yes. the Warped Tour, and I think that was part of All it too. Of and I, I never heard of them, and I was just like, these guys, and they were like going hard, and I was like, these dudes rule. Oh, like, they this were for the fifteen really, people that were standing. Yeah, in front of them. I was they like, were they were really going for it, and like <laughs> nobody knows who these guys are. But like, it's funny how I mean, especially then. I mean, even still now though, but that kind of stuff can inform so much of your opinion on a band, where you're just like, if you guys saw. The, if you saw them on like the main stage yeah. and like people were talking about them all day, maybe I wouldn't have cared so much, but seeing yeah. them on this like small stage and nobody knew who they were. And you know, you're just like, it means a little it, bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like it's more you endearing got to discover them. Yeah. Like you just exactly. signed them. Yeah, for real. to your own iPod. Well, you know? that's, <laughs> that goes to like why I immediately started telling people how much I like them is because I was just like, you, they were on a small stage. Nobody knows this band yet. Like, you got to tell everybody how cool they are. There yeah. was, yeah, there was definitely something to, uh, and, and I, I felt a very strong feeling of this. It's like, if I told someone, if I was like, hey, Muhammad, have you heard of 238? And you'd be like, no, I'd be like, Yes. <laughs> right. Now I can tell him right. one because I want him to know about this band because I do like them, but also I feel cool as shit right. because I know about a thing that he doesn't know about yet, and I kind of get to be like a prophet of this band. Absolutely. Well, it's funny in high school because I I'm, I think we did that to each other a lot, but neither of us ever really took a liking to the <laughs> other one's bands. <laughs> That's funny. like we constantly were like, you don't know these guys, you gotta check them out, and then the other one just be like, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Where me and Charles probably shared music a lot, and we're probably pretty much always excited for the. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you listen to a little bit more like hardcore and even some metal stuff in oh, high school, and I, yeah, I was really I think into that. One but. of the biggest bands that you got me into that way would be Bright Eyes. Yeah, which you was know, a probably definitely. a Jay Howell band for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that then. trickled yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking that, at where that it was like a, right here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I could help because even that was a little outside my wheelhouse. But when I when I heard them, you know, what's funny is another band like that that I think you did to me was Death Cab for Cutie. Really? Where you were like, these guys are really good, though. And I was like, they're called Death Cab for Cutie. So immediately I was kind of turned <laughs> off. But yeah. <laughs> See, this is where we're going to enter the, the haze days. Right. Like, at this yeah. point, because to, you, in my memory, I feel like I got into them much later. Like yeah, it might have been. But it, after the hype. You know? Yeah, and, I think it was, though. I, I don't think I was listening to them until after the hype. So that means we were probably in our what? 
uh, uh, early twenties. Yeah, like early twenties. Tw- yeah, okay, so like nineteen twenty or something. Plans had already come out. Yeah, I, and I think that might have been the album too. There was that song that has that really long intro. Yeah, I remember you showing me that and just being yeah, like, yeah. "Look how awesome this is." I think uh, he was already you know with Zoe De- Dejanel okay. at this yeah. point. Yeah. So for me, like in terms of, and we can play some Death Cab or some Bright Eyes. Oh yeah, keep bringing these. Back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, yeah, like I think. The New Year, which is the first song on Transatlanticism. Right. That was the first one. It's a good I, song, I had, too. Yeah, it's a fantastic heard, album. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that album. And I had heard the name, because it is a, a name that sticks with yeah. you. I had heard people talk about the yeah. band, but I'd never actually listened to them. This is then. I Will Follow You Into the Dark. That's the one of the long intro. Oh, wait. No, is it? No, no. this is the Shit, like, this is that sappy fucking sappy. Like, I just yeah, recognize yeah. the... But I think it's on... Uh, to be clear, it's good sappy. Yeah. It's, it's a very pretty song. But it also got so big that, you know, and I'm sure you guys are just like me in the sense where you got embarrassed to admit that you liked it. You know, when all, it came on, you were like, mm, yeah. nah. If there was t- somebody in the car, you know, you turned it down or changed the station. But if you were alone, you turned it up. Yeah. All it <laughs> took was like, yeah, like to hear it on a radio station or just somebody in passing being that you maybe thought didn't have cool music taste would be like, I love that death cab song. You'd be like, I'm done. Yep. I'm done with them. immediately. Immediately. I think total elitist yeah, is what it is. It's I like, I, I really have to like, and I've gotten way better about it, but now whenever I like something like that creeps into my mind, I'm just like, don't be, if you like the song, like the song, like don't yeah. let somebody else change your opinion about it. Um, I feel like uh, this was a band that I I uh, that I felt like was a subversion of the stuff I listened to, so uh, I would always like happily be like, yeah, I like I like Death Cab for Cutie, isn't that weird? <laughs> Even though people love them. Yeah. If you are gonna play a Bright Eyes song, I would go Sunrise Sunset. Okay. Just I don't know what it is about that I can't, song. I that... can't find a Death Cab for Cutie song that's cool anyway. So uh, it's a good idea. I'm sorry. I, like, <laughs> oh, maybe it was. Cool. I mean, that was like a big hit, and I was just like, but I, there's that fucking ah. It's I will possess your heart. It's off Narrow Stairs. It's this fucking song. This was way later. This <laughs> yeah, was like 2008. Is it? No, fuck. I don't know if it is. This I'm is cutting a, all yeah, this with is, like a really long intro. Yeah, the da na 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 na. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking song. I don't remember if this was because their other this guitar player, Chris Walla, who produced a lot of like cool like Seattle bands. Uh, he left the band at some point. I don't remember if Did it he was. Did come back? Nah. No. They're just like a. I think they either got somebody else or they're just a three-piece band now. But really, yeah. Um, but this might have been. The, the first album they did without yeah uh, I saw them live by the way and it, it, that was when I stopped liking Death Cab for Cutie they were really bad live kind you're of, not the first person I've heard say yeah, that yeah we're not good <laughs> kind of boring very boring and definitely had like a sense of like they didn't like playing live mm. At least that's how it felt to me. Like uh, they seemed like dudes that were just like, yeah, we rather just make music and then not tour, <laughs> which is a bummer. Just, just buy it. Don't come see it. Um, <laughs> but but I did love this band. Uh, what what bright eyes song did you say? One uh, sunrise sunset. Sunrise sunset. So this is off of uh, Fevers, Fevers and Mirrors, and Mirrors, which was yeah. what two thousand four, maybe even. Like I, I, this was another band that I feel like we got into, maybe right at the end of high school or post high school. This? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think you were in that house just. A- 
across the street. Oh, Fever's from, and Mares is 2000. From Kennesaw Mountain. I think you were in that house when, when you showed me this. Really? And the funny thing about this album is you might crack this up or crack up at this. So we were still burning CDs at mm-hmm. this point to a certain extent. And he had ripped this off of, you know, Napster or whatever it was at the time. So when he gave me this CD, the oh, yeah. whole <laughs> the the order of the songs was completely off. Yeah. So I'm listening to like, you know, the long interview in the middle of the album, uh-huh. you know, where it's it's, a, it's supposed to be somewhere else at this point, but it's just so And I think there was a so, a song off of different albums yeah, in there too yeah, there was. I, uh when there I heard was. uh whatever that album was, the Something lifted. oranges, yeah, lift or yeah, Bowl of oranges, from yeah, yeah. Lifted, Bowl of oranges. Or the stories in the soil, yes, near to the ground. Yeah, when yeah, I heard yeah. that song on like that album, I was just like, oh, yep. oh yeah, it belongs here. <laughs> That's what you gave me. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. dare you? Sorry, but I stuck it out. You know, as as much of as a weird order that it was in, it still got me. <laughs> so this is sunrise, sunset, <laughs> off of fevers and mirrors. Yeah, I guess this is a two thousand. This album came out in two thousand. But yeah, my cousin from California, Rima, was in town. And she showed me this album, and that's when I started liking them. Um, so I guess it wasn't really a Jay Howell band because I, I was remember say, it hurts very, my feelings very clearly. I know, actually, I know that I, I'm sure you did. I know that I told you about this band. And you just you were like, "You're not my cousin. I don't believe." Yeah. Um, so, like from the jump, you said that it was all out of order, but did you? Because his voice is a little polarizing. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like I had friends that didn't like this band because of how he sounded mm-hmm. and i really i found it very endearing but it you is were, you were on board oh absolutely i was on board with the vocals i mean i love string vocals you know? yeah uh, but the music i mean the music speaks for itself i mean the rhythm that's going on in this song right here and the yeah. way that it builds into it it like i said it just gets you or at least it does me you know but they also have like a darkness about them that felt a little bit more adult than some of like the darker bands now that these guys are super dark they have the some darkness. very like the yeah the, the darkness. darkness it was mature teenage it, it, that's what exactly it is, what it felt you know? like it felt like more mature than like some of the emo and stuff that i was listening yeah. to yeah lyrics are of course on point yes you know i mean he's definitely more of a writer than a singer even though he makes his voice work yeah. Uh, for what he's doing, <clears throat> much like you know, like the Pixies or something like that, right. where you can—it's totally unconventional vocals, but the the writing style is there to, to grab you. Yeah, so. we, I think this holds up too. By the way, we, yeah, sounds yeah. good. I, I still enjoy. I think there might be a few that I I'll, I'll skip now, but for the most part, I'm, I'm yeah still on board with them. And definitely newer albums, kind of there were like some hits and misses whole albums of his and all his different projects and well, stuff. Well, now he's but just going by Conor Oberst. Like, yeah. He, he makes things as Bright Eyes anymore. He made a Bright Eyes album post like two Conor Oberst albums. Oh, okay. And really? Yeah. I think it was, uh, I can look it up real quick. What it was called. Oh, the people's key. Remember oh yeah. That that's was 2011. Right. So he had, this is, I, I mean, still pretty early, tour. but yeah. And Casadega was before that. That was 2007. So he had a few years. I don't know if he had something solo before Casadega. I don't remember, but I know he had. I think his solo album came out after Casadega, but before the before People's, the People's Key. Key. Yeah. And the only reason, to my knowledge, that they did the People's Key was, or that the band agreed to do it, is because he got sober for a little while, oh, or really? at least cleaned up his act. 
you know, so I actually got to see them on that tour, which was a pretty good show. But, you know, a lot of my bands that are like that, like at the drive-in, like I missed their heyday, right? you know, and I got right. to see them when, when they're, you know, revitalization or whatever you, you know, want to refer to it as. And some of them are good, you know, but some of them you can tell they're just, they're tired. Yeah. You know, it's well, just the same passion isn't there for the live show. Yeah. And you're not to, I mean, there's, there's bands that just keep going and keep going and you, you, you're, you're happy that if there's, they still enjoy doing it, but you do like, we've talked about Weezer a lot. And yeah. In my mind, I'm just like, they should have quit 10 years ago. Like playing live or stop making new S- albums. Stop making, Cause it seems like they're just like, like not even putting any effort into no it's like a watered down version of themselves they just like do they like doing this because it doesn't (laughs) seem like they do and i don't really know anybody that still enjoys like listening to any of their new stuff yeah so you kind of you know and again it's like even i mean to like a greater degree like the rolling stones still tour and you're like why my mom just saw them Really? I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. She she actually, and I missed her call, but she tried to call me right when they were coming on Aww. so I could hear it. Plus, my mom still operates with the clamshell. Oh, yeah. Flip, the phone, flip phone, baby. All yeah. the way. So not that even if I, w- I wouldn't have been able to hear it on an iPhone, but, you know, let's not yeah. talk about the sound quality on those things. So. Right. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's funny, like, with bands like uh, the Rolling Stones, because it's like, you, you know, you hear somebody, some band, like, did a cover of a rolling stone song or something and you're like well that's cool like live they played all of exile main street like fish or something and you're yeah. like, that's amazing and then you're like you know you could go see the rolling stones <laughs> still yeah. touring and people are like ah, they're still kicking I <laughs> they're like I, 80 who cares i think i've i know i've talked about this but uh i i saw bob dylan like maybe like three or four years ago and how was it it was <laughs> such a bummer yeah see that's <laughs> yeah. My wife is always trying me, trying to get me to go see shows like that, and I'm like, it's over. Yeah, it is over. You're going to see a ghost. It was very much <laughs> like it, it. Almost like uh, he, he. It was like he didn't want you to like it. Like he kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like it. It was almost just like, oh, you like this fucking song from from Freewheeling? All right, well, I'm gonna change <laughs> right, the arrangement. Yeah. I'm gonna make it a weird sort of like time change, and like he's bored. See, seeing so. yeah. that's, going that's to see Bob is. Dylan is more about being like, I saw Bob Dylan. Yeah, than it is about a, enjoying the it's show. It's a notch on the belt. That's, yeah. that's the what show it is, is not. Yeah. I have. There was a time where I was like really thinking. Is when I was still working in restaurants and had very little overhead, you know, bills and a wife and stuff. But I was like two or three years in a row. I was like, should I spend $200 and get tickets to go see uh, Neil Young, you know, on his tour? And I didn't. And I still kind of think like, he still like tours and stuff. And I was like, that might be an interesting guy to see. And um, I think there's certain older artists that like, you know, might be cool. You know, yeah. I mean, I think like uh, Neil Neil Young seems like he's been like his age now, his entire career. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know. Excuse me. Or uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty biased. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. I think yeah. I would definitely go see or them, Paul Simon or know. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would want them to be together. Yeah. You know? I'm still a music snob. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul Simon's always touring and yeah, yeah, out new is, music and stuff. Yeah. You know. But, what about like uh, uh, Paul McCartney? 
no, you know, if he was no, touring. I think his his voice for me just kind of it faded it, his, out. His know? music is very he hit that that second. And you know, I had somebody say this to me in my uh, late twenties, <clears throat> talk about how as men, you know, they call it second puberty, where your voice is going to change, change again, one right. more time, mm-hmm. you know, before you kick the bucket. Right. <laughs> but I think that that happened to him, and it just kind of you know took him out of that. Yeah, and he had a very like he was long the career. He, he yeah, did. He and did. it was just like his voice. Like when he would go high, yeah, it was just like there's no way he's gonna be able to do that forever. No, like, no. Mm-mm. Um, whereas I think I think John might have had a little bit more of a chance maybe. to keep going with yeah. that because he had such a a raspy, harsh tone. Did you kind of plan like any any bands I, that you wanted to I play? I didn't, but well, I did want to touch base on this one thing, and I want to see if you guys remember this because they were coming out of our high school, okay, and that would be dun dun dun, dun <laughs> smug face. Do you guys remember Smugface? That sounds familiar. So they had a few EPs floating around when we were in high school, and uh, I actually saw them at US Play once. Okay. (laughs) And they had that kind of weird sound, you know, cross between like cold and a little bit of rock rap without the rap. Okay. (laughs) So it was still solid rock, and his scream was good, but uh, they got signed. And of course, they flip flop members, you know, throughout that whole time period. And then I think they they became a band called uh, Oh City Sleeps. City I remember Sleeps, this yeah. now. I remember and this whole fucking story. It was story. just I just totally them. totally changed from yeah. what they were doing in high school. For the better or for the worst? The worst. Okay. The worst. We're talking about producer hooks mm. to the max. Yeah. I, you know, uh, they yanked that cheek out. I mean, it was <laughs> bad. And then what's funny is one of those guitar players is from the area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So when after City Sleeps didn't work out, he adopted the whole rock star style. You know, we're talking full rhinestone bandana mm-hmm. over the top of the head, tucked in the back with the sunglasses and the torn jeans. Uh, you know, he let the stylist just run wild gotcha. with him. And I was working at a car wash <laughs> right after City Sleeps did not succeed. And he came in. And I was like, what a d-bag oh. so i can't i can't find any smug face oh you're not gonna find yeah. any i looked I on wanted, youtube and i stuff. just wanted to talk about it listen, i just wanted to see if you guys were on the same here's page. a city sleep song let's take a listen oh please no <laughs> so this was your favorite band <laughs> yeah they were local right i mean yeah, were they, they, were, Atlanta? they were very no they were local yeah. they were local to like cobb county yeah like uh country emo yeah <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. it kind of sounds like a like a puddle of mud guitar yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's terrible let's just yeah let's just go yeah, we don't just, have to wait till don't, look. yeah it's don't terrible. uh don't torture anybody uh, any longer <laughs> let's talk about like what kind of a person you were in high school oh my god i was all over the place <laughs> so i mean to back it up a little bit, of course, we can hit the the big ones, you know, Nirvana, Bush, that type of thing coming out of middle school. Yeah. And, you know, even though this thing is called my high school iPod, when I really started thinking about it, it's like, man, I was still, because I had two older sisters, I was still banging cassettes. Oh, yeah. You know, still rocking cassettes with the Walkman, you know, with shitty headphones yeah. and just that that's what I did. And, of course, the first album, and I don't, have no problem admitting this, first album I uh, fell in love with was Nirvana Unplugged. Yeah, you know, I, I, I solid depression. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not one to 
to struggle to admit. No. Is there yeah. a song off this album you want to listen to? Um, let's see. Penny Royalty. It would is one be. Of my it would actually be one of the. What is it? Mud. Uh, Oh, Mud Honey. Uh, yeah. Mud Honey. It would be one of their what, covers. Lake of Fire, I Lake think, of is Fire one. Lake of Fire would yeah. be it. Yeah, I would definitely go for that. And, of course, classic, you know, the last song on the, the oh, album. Oh, My Girl. Yeah, yeah, My Girl, you know, that's... This is Oh Me. We got to click the wrong song. <laughs> I, I saw you do that. I was like, he didn't say that song. Um... Yeah, you, you love this album and got me into this album. Yeah, I still it's think fantastic. it's like my it's favorite great. Nirvana you know, Plateau, album. all of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. Did you, like, had you heard... I, I know so little about Nirvana. I feel bad being like, I love music. I'm 33. And people are like, so you like Nirvana, right? I'm like, nah. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it was before our time. He died in 96, 97. We were young. Yeah. I knew the hits. I knew, like, whatever the singles were. It smells like. Yeah, Heart Shaped Box. Yeah. That type of thing. But but even finding this and then going to their back catalog right. and then finding, like, Incesticide, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and being like, oh my God. They have a you know, weirdly they large hit amount a of. large stride and yeah. still managed to stay good because they were very. Almost poppy, you know, yeah. like a dirty pop is what they kind of early were, you know, with like, you know, no recess and that type of thing. <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's it's crazy to, to see what they transformed. And this is another one we, we you, Even could, you they, could speculate on what would have happened to them. Yeah. You know, they have so much music for somebody cut short. short. Of time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, you know, even like... Um, they have like really dark songs, but they're always like still hooky and catchy. Yeah. And um, you know, actually, Bright Eyes has a few albums like that, including I think Fevers and Mares is like a dark album that's mm-hmm. very hooky and still fun. And yeah. yeah, I've always enjoyed that kind of music where it's like you can kind of tap your toe to it, but it's like kind of they're singing about fucked up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I'll, I'll trail into is uh, along with this being like cassettes that I played, this was also my really introduction to kind of pop rap music yeah you know and r&b so i was totally the guy that had drew hill at <laughs> that yeah, album you, you know yeah. uh geez i can't even remember i'm sure i had a cisco album yeah <laughs> you know was that just due to like your older sisters do you think or yes was that, yeah because yeah. it was very very you know tupac biggie I, right. all that came from them but what happened was that was primarily my CD collection was, you know, music like that. And then somebody stole it oh, at high school. And, <laughs> and I wasn't at high school very much. So that happened in a very short period of time. <laughs> and that almost... Out of the locker room, was it? No, it was out of uh, the, the media center uh, where you did, you know, camera work and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, that, that type of class. But, uh, yeah, somebody stole it from there, and that literally kind of changed the makeup of what I started going into, which would be more of the rock side. Back to Nirvana, no doubt, that type of thing. Because I I remember when you were... When when I first I met you in middle school. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember you had had a bit of a gangster (laughs) swag. I was wearing FUBU. (laughs) For us, by us, I wore it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also here's a Drew Hill song. This is the only there one I go. know. It was on like the Rush Hour soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think Red Man. 
has a like a verse in the. In I the think middle he does. I think you're e- absolutely correct. Even like late middle school, early high school, like you still kind of looked like that, but then you were showing me like Nirvana and stuff. Yeah, I also yeah. remember you had a, a pager, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> it was that? a two way. A two way. It was a two way. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I had cool. nobody to two way with. <laughs> it, that, it, like it was just kind of trying to catch on, and it never did. That's why nobody had. We were like maybe thirteen, and I remember walking like somewhere, and you had dropped it, and we had to like retrace our steps for like we had to walk all over the place. Yeah, I gotta have my two way. -way. There's nobody to communicate with, but I've gotta have it. (laughs) What if someone sends me a message? Oh yeah, you know, Christmas present, that type of thing. We we listened. You you listened to some hip hop in high school too, though. Like later on, I remember a lot of like some of that underground. But it went way more underground. Yeah, you know, way more Uh, underground. Aesop Rock Aesop Rock Sage Francis Sage Francis yeah Um, those guys are great man I think about them sometime where I'm like they didn't really I mean Aesop Rock has had a few songs recently yeah Uh, that That are good yeah did you ever hear Kirby he had a music video for it it was really good it's yes, a song about yeah, his cat was, it's like five years ago yeah I was gonna say it's like five or seven <laughs> years ago still I was I, still I was still on a regular talking base, basis with Ross <laughs> at that point when that album came out and you know he moved down to South Georgia yeah, so yeah. you know we just faded apart or whatever but uh, but a lot of those yeah. dudes I'm like oh they didn't really like continue in a lot of way yeah. um, even uh, Atmosphere he didn't really no, make, Atmosphere's make still a- chugging along I follow him on Instagram really that dude is a touring hawk really yeah always on tour have to be if you're like sort of you know I don't even know like underground hip hop yeah because you're yeah you're not getting like radio play no. or anything like that so no. you really kind of and that's most musicians now like they have to tour yeah unless they have a song in a Honda commercial or something <laughs> Because which is possible for indie music today? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and like that's what you kind of aspire is like because oh otherwise you're just getting royalties from Spotify yeah. at the end of every month and it's not a lot of money. Yeah. Like, even if you're somewhat successful, so yeah, you kind of rely on ticket sales and merch that you're selling yep. while on tour. This is an atmosphere song off God Loves Ugly. Nice. Oh, fuck you, Lucy. This is just a song I liked. Did, was he the one on the Craig Finn or the Hold Steady song? I, I feel very Muhammad in the fact that I'm going to tie this into something, something that you like. <laughs> I listened back to uh, an episode that like, we just posted recently, and somehow we're talking about like one hit wonders in hip hop from like the mid 2000s. They were talking about Rich Boy, and you're like, you know what that reminds me of? Miley has this song. Oh in my head, I was like, I let that slide while we were recording it, but I was like, why didn't I call you out for doing like, Miley Cyrus is a lot like Rich Boy. Oh, that that has, uh, I'll turn this down because I'll probably get this out. That has some major editing. That's why. <laughs> There's like a whole conversation and then it goes to me talking about Miley and I was like, ah, oh, it works. But yeah, Atmosphere is, I'm pretty sure he's from Minnesota and yeah. him and Craig Finn yeah, are, we're buddies. are buddies. Yeah. So they're on that one. They're on that lifter puller song together. Uh, so what? What? What are some of the bands, either hip hop or or like some of the hardcore stuff that you listen to? Or well, you I know, mean, there's also like I know. Obviously, I mean you you listen to Three Eleven a lot as well. Yeah, as I, I mean did. we could check that list. You know, Three Eleven, Long Beach Dub All Stars, Sublime. Man, I haven't know. thought about you said Long Beach Dub All Stars to me earlier today, and I have not thought about that band. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Slightly stupid stuck with me. Yeah, slightly. Stupid, Long Beach Dub All Stars did not at all. Well, like, they, they only were just had gone. like two or three albums, and and only one of them was. really good and then don't forget that they they broke it down and also did long beach short bus 
which oh, I had the right. pleasure of seeing them as right. well, which was just the surviving members, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, don't quote me, of Sublime. Uh-huh. That's what oh. Long Beach Short Bus was. Let's... I have no idea. Minus who the singer. Band is. Do you have a song or should I just pick one? Just pick Long one. Beach, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sublime still, they're like still touring. Sublime right? with Rome. Sublime with yeah, Rome. Yeah. Why would you ever called. do that? Don't subject yourself to that, please. Yeah, they should no, just I mean, be a different. I get band. it's you want to keep the memory alive, that right. type of thing. But come on, guys. So, you know, these guys had same thing with Allison Chains. Cut it out. More of a <laughs> actual Queen rap Southern. thing going on. Oh, uh, awesome. Were, I'm glad were, you picked that. I love yeah, this, this song. Yeah, this is a great song. Kick me down. So these are... <laughs> w- was this guy in the group? Like the... Yeah, he's like a little Spanish dude. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they were... You look, I was 16 when I saw them, and they were smoking blunts on, uh, on the stage at the masquerade. So, of course, I was just infatuated. Like, oh, cool, my God, yeah. they're publicly smoking weed. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen this. Yeah, this, that was... Major cool points with 16-year-olds. Yes, yes. Also, that's like 2003 or something where it did still feel very insane that people were like that open with weed and stuff. Like there's sort of a different vibe these days, (laughs) which is weird. But yeah. Uh, I saw that show with Garvin. Really? Guess who took us there? His mother. Yeah. His mother (laughs) took us there. Dropped you off. And of course, at this point, you know, we were already smoking. Right. You know, so... We didn't bring anything. I wanted to desperately, yeah. but he was like, "My mom, my mom, my mom." Right. He wouldn't have that mentality today. Right. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, my mom's gonna be there, but I'm still bringing what I want." Right. Did, so did she drop you off, or did she like go with? You? She went with us. Okay. She went with us. She said it because it was such a small show. You know, it wasn't sold out. So you remember how in heaven they would have, you know, the stage, and and then they would have tables put in towards the back right. you know towards the bar when it wasn't absolutely crowded right. because when you went to sold out shows there you know it was packed to the bar yeah. you know so no she was definitely chilling at back there having a couple drinks so. <laughs> yeah but that you know, i forgot all about those guys <laughs> yeah that yeah. uh that that strikes me as a band that definitely yeah got run off from sublime Oh yeah, bands. yeah, Is that absolutely. It? Yeah, there's nobody, a bunch of bands like that, knew like that slightly band. stupid and stuff. There's yeah. and they all kind of well, slightly stupid was maybe a little bit different, but they all had names that were very invocative. Like they might as well have been been called like reminiscent. We like Sublime, uh, yeah. the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Nobody God. would be like, I'm a big Long Beach dub all star fan. Somewhere they, oh, so you like Sublime? Like, Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. I'm intrigued. Bradley who? <laughs> uh, that is, uh, I I think in the Bread episode that came up is like Sublime is another band that I I knew the hit songs, but I think because I was not into smoking weed in high school, like I was I was very much like a, like straight laced, like drugs are bad kid, so I just never <laughs> that stuff just never appealed to me. Yeah. Well, and then the emo scene was actually very uh, good for that, for yeah. being straight like Double X's. Like, yeah, all those. Double X's. Yeah, sober. Straight you know, edge kids and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is so funny that you have to be like, I'm straight laced in high school because it's like, oh, we all should kind of be straight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, how are we all getting proven. alcohol? <laughs> yeah. We should not be doing that to our brains. Right. We should have all been straight laced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, so. Um, uh, I mean, I could just bring up bands that we we. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, you know, we listen to. Let's, let's do because a lot of times Muhammad brings up 
bands and I didn't like them. Okay. And so, but I, I would like to hear, I would like him to have somebody to kind of, I, I'll say maybe <laughs> like, uh, like nope, don't want to talk I, about I don't that. know exactly how you would categorize this band, but one of the like closest things to like hardcore or metal that I kind of got into that you were a big fan of was the Deftones. Oh this yeah. I love the Deftones. band that I, I also loved and it wasn't really a type of music that I was, I was listening to more sort of, punk stuff and, yeah. and and the beachy sort of mm-hmm. stoner rock stuff too but uh i wasn't listening to like a lot of like that harder stuff but i really did love them so we went to a few deftones shows and we also they were a band that was like releasing an album or two every like year we yeah, were in they high were, school they were pretty steady for a while there you know uh every couple of years um they were yeah. on a good pace but for me you know kind of talk talking about the live show yeah squeeze it in there <laughs> we can hear that yes <laughs> but <You're right>. uh <laughs> but um <clears throat> so with them and it's so funny because the albums you know are pretty good except for what they're making now it's kind of one of those bands that they still tour as much as if they were young stop producing really? music. you've got plenty of a catalog to keep your fans happy yeah they do have um, new albums which is they I, do i'm like i, I just, didn't even I've tried. know that they came out or anything it, you yeah. know it's it's the same thing we were talking about with weezer they're a watered down version right. of themselves yeah. if you're going you're going to hear the old stuff yeah like, that's what you want them to play it, exactly but with them you know if you see any live recording of them it sounds awful yeah. but when you're there yeah i always thought it, it is phenomenal yeah. the yeah i i don't know how on video or audio you don't capture that but when you're there it just sounds good and i've seen bands that i love that play live and they are bad mm-hmm. you know um but this band is just phenomenal and they're by far the only band i've ever seen consistently that will play music and we're talking about b-sides from their first album to their newest album. They don't just come out and rock like all what, hits. What you're gonna, what you, you know? should expect, They're yeah. the full spectrum of Exactly, of yeah. And they don't even have like a set form of what they're gonna open with. You know, I've seen them probably seven times. I've never seen them open with the same thing, huh. ever. Do they end with this, typically nope. with the same thing? Nope. That's cool. No, and it's, it's, it's very rare that you're gonna see them check all these boxes that, you know, I've seen many different shows from them you know, all the way down to them playing the version of Back to School, which if you're going to play another Deftones song, I think you got to rock that one. Okay. Because that's what grabbed everyone, you know, yeah, AKA yeah. House of Flies. I, I always like the sort of trippier, like, that's what I really attracted yeah, to this melodic. band was like yeah. melodic yeah. and sort of like dreamy. And yeah. like, this is like, I think you could hear this and kind of almost quickly write it off as, oh, this is hardcore music, yeah. right? Like, I, I hear all those noise. That, which is really weird. Yeah, but it's got, like, this sort of otherworldly thing going on, which I just feel like that's really what I connect to. Is like yeah. it, it feels like a sci-fi movie or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and also, this band was one of those bands that, like, I got into them on this album, White Pony, and then they the next album was, like, anticipated and like lived up to at least my own hype that I had for it, and I was like, "What came after White Pony?" Uh, I think, a, a, oh no, not not Adrenaline. No, uh, Adrenaline was, was first. first. Uh, self-titled, right? Wasn't that next? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it is? is? It? It's that. Uh, I see. I can't remember if it's self-titled or Saturday Night Wrist. No, I think it's. I think is it's, it self-titled? Yeah, and then Diamond Eyes was after that. No, what, what, there's uh, you're, you're skipping Saturday Night Wrist, which you know, Deftones that album, the self-titled album, is good. Whereas yes. Saturday Night Wrist has three, three songs yeah. that are, are, are you know worth going back to. 
So self-titled was next, and then Saturday Night Rift. Okay. It was 2006, and then Diamond Eyes was 2010. And, and Diamond but Eyes. But for some reason, I skipped Saturday Night Wrist. Wrists? Is that what it is? Yeah, Saturday yeah. Night Wrist, yeah. yeah. But D- Diamond Eyes is a good album. Jay, you're just album. so out of this one. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm taking all this in. I, don't, I, was just, I, I was just thinking, like, it's always weird to me when bands have a self-titled album, and yeah. it's not the first. No, yeah. I know, it's isn't like that weird? Yeah. Your career, yeah. It's, it, it's like they feel like they missed it, and they're like, ah, oh, I guess we got yeah. yeah, to just call this self They also <laughs> had a, uh, which was their version of the greatest hits, they had a B-Sides and Rares. Yeah, album, that album's good too, by really the way. Which is really good. Yeah, you know? uh, I, I, it's got I that, uh, the that. Smiths cover on it, Yeah, and they do a phenomenal job really? of that song. Which uh, song? Which song do you think? I don't. Know. I I know. Do you know any Smiths? A couple. Like, uh, uh, please, please, please. Here it is. You know, yes. let me get what I want. Yeah. They have actually an album of covers. Yeah, it's B sides and rarities. Is it? It's yeah. It's just called it's covers the, here. Yeah. That uh, guitar tone is very much makes me think of like Deftones, Chevelle. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Just, yeah, like, I, I liked mean, a lot of those kinds of bands too, but definitely their, their audience like, to me is like it almost it's like the distortion. Yeah, yeah, just doesn't really hit me very. I don't know. I like I like the muddiness. I like the murkiness of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Chevelle, I think was a band you were into. Listen, yeah, to that. first That's album really, only. Again, yeah, we're yeah. gonna check that box. First album only. I think a <laughs> lot of bands, just in general, from that period in that scene yeah kind of yeah. like look i'll even go on the line and i mean and i don't mind admitting this at all limp biscuit three dollar yeah. bill y'all get out of here yeah it is fantastic and then everybody well produced to, yeah. you know it was perfect for what they were doing you know after that let's you know you know thursday, all thursday is another first album only band i think and uh thursday no thursday i carried a little while really yeah yeah because i, I listened again to weird then, vocals yeah had, you know heavy cool on the vocals. lyrics which yeah. is very which was very important to me still is um have you listened to them recently no so his, i don't want to know a big thursday fan <laughs> and his voice uh it just it's doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, but I was I liked full collapse. Oh, that, I did. Yeah. listen to full time. collapse. Yeah, a lot, actually. yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's War the last time. album yeah. I got into was War All the yeah. Time. Yeah, that wasn't a bad album. <laughs> See, but when you take that stance and you're putting your, you know, unless you're Rage Against the Machine, it doesn't hold up when you're putting that much political uh, banter into your album. Yeah, right. Um, it really doesn't. I think the only other song today that I like that's that is. Uh, Ver- a version of that would be uh, the Chariot Daggers. Okay. You know, I don't know who they are. You don't know who the Chariot is? No. Ooh. I think I Georgia met, band. I think I met somebody that was in the Chariot. Yeah. You know what's funny about those bands did. around that time? The Chariot, uh, Norma Jean. Mm-hmm. They just used to swap members. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> oh, let me trade you my guitar player, and I'll get yours. You know, it's like. It's like baseball at that point. Norma, Norma Jean was the band that was originally called Ludacris, right? And then they had to, and then they had to change. Was the it? Name. Yeah. Oh, you're not being funny. No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> I I think it's Norma Jean, but it might be another one of those hardcore bands. But they originally they were called Ludacris, but then Ludacris, like. A, I guess his record label was like, you can't, you have to change your band name. Yeah, I and guess I understand that. Chris Luda Luda, you know, Chris yeah. Lover Lover. 
This is Thursday. That was the first time I didn't say that earlier. This yeah. Thursday is from their first album. That was definitely, you know, my first introduction to Ludacris was Chris Lover Lover on V103. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a DJ. V103, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. I think even talking about my high school iPod, you kind of have to touch on the death of 99X, you know, yeah. the death of radio, you know. Yeah, it's... but it, it, it was around post high school, 99X, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it but didn't I, go I much did listen longer to a lot that. of 99X back then, which is weird. Yeah. Also, yeah. uh, shout out to 99X that's still going and has played Pony League. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're still going. They are still. Oh, they came back. But what are they? Are they Good. like just on the radio Good. now? Or are they? I remember for a while they were like web only. I think they are still on a station. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they also do playlists. I think they're yeah. trying to like evolve into like what. But yeah, nobody. Nobody listens to the radio now to like find music. You know, no. I, I have a good friend who's a radio DJ at Star ninety four. <laughs> I should we should get him on this podcast. Yeah, He's like a fascinating guy, but like it's like not even the main thing about him. Like you talk to him, and like it might come up after talking to him for an hour. He's like, yeah, I have a show on Star ninety four, eight to nine or eight to midnight. Oh, weekdays. Cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can hear me anytime. <laughs> It's just like not a big deal anymore because no one listens yeah. to the radio, I guess. Yeah. No, um, not really. I mean, you know, it's like I never have everything's on my phone. Right. And I'm not seeking out radio stations on my phone. It's no. very specific. Because right. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like uh, back, maybe not like before high school, I remember being in middle school and like calling the radio station because I wanted to hear a song. <laughs> Because that's how you listen to music. Like I, you, I'd be like, can you play the Verve pipe? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Not that you wouldn't have heard it in the next hour anyway. Right. You but know? when they right. did play it, I was like, it's because I called. <laughs> I felt like that was the reason. Not because it was the number one song I, in America. Yeah. I tried one time to call in and get them to play something random. And it was Box by Snot. You guys remember Snot? No. Nope. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I remember him as a Charles Lane, band. Lane Staley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Snot. I'll, I'll pull him up. It kind of sounds like a, like a joke they, from, a, from like... Well, they were a SoCal band, if I'm not mistaken. They were like a fun band for... Uh, yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, they, are, they dude, definitely fall under guys. the rock rap category with kind of heavy on the screaming at times. I mean, not overbearing. It's not just the, you know, that's not the only thing he's doing, but it was okay. definitely a part of what was going on. And you know who showed me this band? Who? Justin. Oh yeah. yeah, that's who showed me this band. Uh, not Justin Green, friend of the show. Different no, Justin. yeah, different Justin. What was he? Yeah, we didn't end on the best terms, so yeah. <laughs> we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't play it. It was album. I requested they yeah. didn't play. <laughs> oh man, it's so nineties, so oh, like totally. late nineties. Yeah. That little splash symbol. By the way, these guys have two albums. This album and a live album, which has all these songs on it. Well, you know what happened to him. No. So he, you know, had a drinking and drug problem. He got sober for the second album. And then he got hit by a drunk driver. Him and his dog. The dog that you see on that album cover. Yeah. Both died. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So This is not bad, though, even for like... No, no, and and he's got a cool voice. He does. And there's only one completed song on that second album because they didn't finish mixing. He never got to put down all his vocals because they did. He died in the recording process. So that's why, you know, there's quote unquote. I'm not sure how true this is. There's an album of 
music oh, with nothing yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only one new song on there. And the one new song on there is actually, it was pretty good. I would have loved to see a whole album in that direction. Charles, I remember you uh, recording uh, music videos on VHS a yes. lot. Yes. And that's yeah, how I watched down that rabbit hole? most of my music videos was because <laughs> you would record them. <laughs> so you got, uh, of course, I did that to Mudvayne. Yeah. Um, System of a Down. System I of a Down, Chop it. Suey. Yeah. One of the ones that I would have never admitted, uh, Story of the, of the Year, had one song at that time. Is it Until the Day I Die? I don't remember. Until I literally don't remember. But there was also one, I don't know if you guys remember this music video. It was on VH1. Uh, it occasionally was on MTV, but it was like a girl in a bathtub. It was very catchy. Oh my God. Is it that Britney Spears song? No, no. (laughs) It was still kind of, you know, angsty pop music, but, uh, I would lump it in with story of the year, you know, but I can't remember the name of them, but that was definitely one of the songs I had on there. Um, was it Flyleaf? No, it wasn't Flyleaf, (laughs) but I guess some other things I, I had on video were, you know, whole. Yeah, uh, that's right. Hole was a good band that, yeah. that's kind of forgotten about a little bit nowadays. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because well, it's because she's still alive and crazy, right? You know, <laughs> uh, especially around that time period. It's like if you think, or at least for me, if you think about music in general that was coming out around that time, you had a lot of artists that died early and yeah. kind of solidified them as you know these powerhouses. Yeah. Whereas today, if that happens to an artist, nobody goes, "Oh my God, that's a tragedy." I mean, uh, it happens sometimes in the hip hop community. In the hip, give me kind of an example. Triple X Tension recently okay. got shot down young, and he was a garbage person, but he died, and now everybody's like, he was a true artist. Oh yeah, know? they're yeah. doing that. Okay. Yeah, like people have revered him in a way that he probably shouldn't have ever been revered, but yeah. he was like a young and up and coming talent. It is tragic. He got shot and killed. Yeah. yeah. But he was also well, a very, tragic. very bad person. So, yeah. you know. But, the, you know, that's my point with it is just, you know, artists today are, are living and they're dying, you know, at, at a, a proper age. You know, well, they all live hard lives. So anywhere from 50 to 70, I guess, would be, yeah. you know. So I, but, I uh, remember, like, oh, who was it? Uh, somebody. God damn it. L- little Pump or no, Little no, no, Peep, no, no, like I think. Somebody, little Peep died. Uh, Drug overdose. Another kind of sad thing. It happens. At, like, oh, Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac, you know, Miller. Mac Miller. It happens esp- Mac especially Miller. with like the sort of SoundCloud rappers. A lot of them are dying now because yeah. they are very into prescription drugs in yeah. a way that like yeah. it's kind of a status thing. I think a lot of times where it's like mm-hmm. I eat this many pil- pills a day and that's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, it's emulated through that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's on the album. <laughs> yeah, I know, and they 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 all really are just trying to be uh, Lil Wayne. At least that's how I think. And Lil Wayne very famously talked about lean a lot. It yeah. did a lot of it in real life, you yeah. know. It has had seizures and has almost died many times. Yeah. Yep. But like that's, I think they're like all these, you know, sort of th- this new class of younger the the SoundCloud rappers or the Lils as I call them sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. like they are very much trying to emulate his style. Uh, and so are some of the, I mean, you could say that about young thug too. Young thug is basically doing a little white impression, you know, style wise, but, yeah. um, 
But in general, I mean, you know, we all, or at least I do, I see it hand in hand, you know, I mean, drug problems, alcoholism goes hand in hand with wanting to play live music to a certain extent. I mean, yes, there is some people, some people out there that can have a level head and, you know, be keen, but let's talk about the type of person that it actually takes to want to be up in front of people playing live music, creating albums, you know, I mean, you're exposing yourself to not only potential fame and uh, admiration, but hate, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it takes a certain type of person to, to want to subject themselves. You're putting every time you go up on stage or, or record a podcast and release it. I would say you are putting your, you are are putting yourself out there just sort of to be judged in such a big way of just being like, here's the thing that I do. So (laughs) everybody can see it. You know, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, I'll just use what I also am a video editor. There's kind of at least a sense. I mean, even if you're showing your work, you're doing your work, but there's kind of a sense of just like, you know, this is the finished project. I can spend my time in kind of, but when you're performing, especially, you know, it's, it's very much like, here I go. Everybody watch me do my job for a minute, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You wanna I I edit the shit out of this. Just do you? <laughs> kind of, I was wondering really. if you did. Yeah, we do edit it, but unedited or yeah. edited, you know. So. He edits the shit out of it, and we still manage to be sometimes mediocre. <laughs> so we'll take a break, and we'll be right back with more Charles Nagales on my high school iPod. And we're back. It's my high school iPod. Jay Howell, Muhammad Joma, and our guest Charles Nagales. Uh, and now we're gonna get uh, into the part of the show. Uh, that people just cannot get enough of. That's what they're saying it's, on the streets. It's our latest segment, and it is just taking over the internet. It's taking <laughs> over the internet by storm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's our new segment uh, called... It's, I don't even know if it's new anymore. At this point, we've done it about, about five, five times. times. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> now! That's what I call music. Now, that's what I call music. That's what I call music. It's, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of, most of this show exists in the past. And uh, as, as much fun as it is to be nostalgic, uh, it's also fun to kind of uh, let you guys know what kind of music that we're into right now. Uh, so each of us is going to play a song that, you know, we've been, we've been listening to for you know, the last month or so, or just something that's been in heavy rotation uh, in our in our day to day lives. And uh, Muhammad, you want to kick? kick I'll it kick off? things off as as per usual. Uh, this is um, this is a newer artist. His name is Kuko. Have you ever heard of him? I think I mentioned him to you recently. I the last time I was here, your wife Sam said, "Jay, have you heard Kuko?" And yeah, she really likes him first too. First time I had ever heard that word. He's a young uh, Latinx uh, kid. He's twenty, I think. This is his, so. This album came out earlier this summer. It's called Para Me, and uh, it is um, his first major record release. He's made music in his bedroom and made small albums and stuff. The song is called Keeping Tabs. It's like the second, or really the intro track uh, to this album. Very like sort of electronic trip hop. Is he a SoundCloud guy? I mean, I guess you could maybe call him a like. I'm sure his music was popular on SoundCloud. Not bad. Yeah, it's very chill, very young. I mean, it's you know talking about psychedelics or whatever, but like very just 
like a lot of like me and my girl hanging out by the pool uh, during the summer that kind of stuff but yeah this is cool this is fun yeah Kind of fantasy guys ish. I, like when I first heard him, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what young people like these days." Yeah. Like how young people like fantasy guys. <laughs> they get a little bit more rappy. He kind of does this, which is rap ish, but he gets like legit rappers on his tracks every now and then. Okay. So, yeah. so would this be kind of classified today? Because I'm a little bit out of the loop with some of this stuff. Modern R and B to a certain extent. You know, I relate it to that for sure. Yeah. I don't know what gets call it but i feel like this is very r&b ish you know yeah definitely has ties yeah but so much of like even modern rap is just like r&b these days all these rappers are like singing and yeah it's not 90s gangster rap no not at all thanks a lot drake (laughs) (laughs) it really was Drake. like after drake it's just like if you want to be a rapper you better be able to sing somewhat yeah somewhat well even like kendrick Kendrick lamar did to Pimp a Butterfly yeah. is like a lot of kind of like more soul and R&B style. Right. Uh, and he sings like not not like professional, not like not like Drake, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But the dude is out there singing hooks and stuff. Right. And they all, that's what I'm saying. Like even like Young Thug who's auto-tuned to hell and back. That's fun. Nice. Um, Mac Miller, who we were talking about a little while ago, he like the last album that he did was kind of in a vein like this like a lot of keyboards yeah, yeah, and yeah. kind of singing yeah yeah and uh there were some really good songs on it but overall i was i missed like the the rapping right that's right, how right. i generally feel with with uh like hip-hop people that try to go into like the r&b and soul stuff i like it to be yeah. perfect I, I, I like singing I like, do, I like that's why R&B. they do it yeah but yeah I mean, but i think there is like a, a sometimes mass appeal yeah I, I think there's there's room for it and sometimes it's a little overplayed or not done well but you know all my favorite i think rappers are typically guys who maybe don't even sing but like are more melodic more jazzy not, not a lot of that like gangster stuff these days. Charles, what do you got? That was Cuco, everybody. Cuco. Okay, so I mean, it isn't brand new, but it's definitely been in my rotation for the last uh, yeah. last you know couple years. Um, and that would be the Orwell's Halloween all year long, buddy. You know, it's so sad, but still love. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> what do you, I mean, do you want to, I don't know what you mean by it's a song. So they uh, got caught up in a little bit of, uh, oh, yeah, you know. He got canceled or something. Yeah, well, they, oh, they okay. broke up because two of the band ma- members were accused of, you know, some type of sexual misconduct. Gotcha. Uh, you know, with 17-year-old girl or something like that. And I can't speak on the validity of it, but it definitely, when those accusations Happened. came out, it broke up the band. Yeah. Which... <clears throat> It's really crazy. I mean, I don't know how much longer they would have gone anyway. Because if you ever saw him live, you could just look at his eyes and go, man, you're going up, down, left, right. You know, you got some beer, liquor, you know, God knows what type of drugs flowing through you, you know, which made for a fantastic live show. I will say their live show definitely reminded me of like watching video of the doors. He had a very Jim Morrison-esque persona on the stage very commanding you know and that's kind of what drew me to them i found them doing um youtube sweeps yeah. just following you know down the rabbit hole and i came across uh 
what is it, Righteous Kill, I think is what they have, or, or Righteous One. Uh, uh, is that a their, song? Yeah, it's one of their songs, and that was the first song I came across. I didn't listen to this so. album too much. I listened to Disgraceland a lot, which I think was after this, right? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. But, uh, but they this, always yeah. felt very, ni- like that 90s, mm-hmm. like, like garage pop kind of stuff you yeah, know like yeah but trying dirty, to like link it to a band so, so dirty yeah <laughs> i mean the the when i try to introduce people to this band i always say do you like the strokes okay do you want them raunchy <laughs> yeah, yeah take the orwells gotcha <laughs> yeah kind of like fugazi-esque too yeah. i mean a little less punk i guess but like they have that sort of vibe of just they sound like a band from the 90s to me yeah. very much oh yeah definitely but they worked. I mean, they're talented musicians, talented guitar players. Yeah. Um, just, you know. Like, even sucks. the replacements a little bit, you know? That kind of... What's that guy's it's name? It's definitely catchy. Yeah. yeah. And it's all like that, you know? <laughs> Except for their last album. They actually did kind of try to go a direction of a little bit more instrumental at times. And it works here and there, but, uh, I mean, this is what they're good at. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they got signed when they were, like, 16 or 17 themselves. So, you know, this has been what they do. Right. Have you listened to Parkour, Parquet Courts? No. You would like them. They're yeah. similar. Okay. They're, 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 great. And they're still making music? They're still making music. I can go they're, see they're them. They're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, They were actually they're the li- last live show I, I saw. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at uh, oh, what's the name of that Terminal West? Oh yeah, yeah, which I is love awesome. Love Terminal West. Terminal. I've only been there twice, and that was to see them and uh, uh, Blonde Redhead. Oh, cool. Yeah, both very good shows. Although at Blonde Redhead, I will say, uh, for the type of the music, the type of the venue, it smelled like uh, heroin, vegan farts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was moving through the crowd trying to get away from the <laughs> smell. <laughs> uh, still an awesome show, though, aside from the person who is clearly a vegan farting, who <laughs> might do a little dope. <laughs> the idea of being like, I'm vegan because I'm very conscious of what goes in my body. But I love hair. I love hair. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm farting it all out. <laughs> You going to go see Blonde Redhead today? <laughs> uh, okay, this is uh, this is what I I listened to today. Uh, I I went on a nice long walk today, and I listened to this, and it is uh, some nice strings. Baby. Ooh, I like Beautiful. that. Let's see. Once his voice comes in, you'll probably be able to tell who it is. Jay never tells you what he picks ever. He just waits for you to go. Who is this? <laughs> tell me. Same sad story. Springsteen. New Springsteen. New Springsteen. This is his latest oh. album. It's called uh, Western Stars, and the the string and like orchestral stuff that's on pretty much every song. That's cool. Because it's not, he doesn't have the E Street band with him. He's just Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And I mean, some of this string work, like, it just, this whole album is basically about, like, the open planes and, like, Yeah, it feels very country. I don't know what his newest work sounds like if it's all leaning a little bit more country these days. Well, but this definitely. He had just gotten done with his, like, Broadway show. Right. And you would think, like, he'll probably take a break. And then he, he released came out a with new album. album. Like, I don't think the guy can stop. I think he yeah. just feels like he has to be constantly doing stuff. 
but it's I mean, so has he has he maintained his longe- longevity? Because I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, you Jay's know, a big just, one. We've, know, we've had just, that yeah. conversation a few yeah. times on this it's podcast. Just, where I'm like, I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't he never. That. I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's not. I a, mean, I get. I respect it. Right, you know, right. it just never appealed to me. I uh, yeah. It's almost like he just didn't catch my brain ever. Yeah, so yeah, like, it's just, not like I, I ever it, hear him know, and be like, oh, this sucks. Same with the Stones. I mean, I only like a handful of Stones. Yeah. It's a yeah. I think I I like his his storytelling in the way that he writes songs mm-hmm. I feel like he's comes off very genuine in like his in, okay. in the way that he in like the passion that he sings songs and I mean like like this album kind of surprised me because it's it is kind of a departure from you know like just rock and roll mm-hmm. but like when you listen to what those strings are doing that like like if that was just a little faster that could very easily be like a blues riff yeah that the Easter band would yeah. play but he decided to like do this and I I really love it the album it's I mean it's kind of slow and yeah he's I mean it sounds like, like it's, it's got some good vibes going yeah. on there uh, I know I'll he's an older guy but certain oh those horns yeah and now the band kind of comes in I was gonna say there certainly is a version of this that you could play live that would be like straight rock and roll. Oh, absolutely! Like pick absolutely. up the pace a little bit, add some guitars, and yeah. This is almost—it almost seems like uh, you know, late '60s, right before uh, you know disco became a thing. Yeah, it does have some of those undertones go right. especially with once the horns kicked in yes. yeah, yeah yeah totally it's like it's know. good I, I actually really like that that's it's, cool there's man. some tony montana in there, but. yeah for real <laughs> i kind of like i kind of picture not so much brian wilson but the scene in walk hard the like dewey cox story <laughs> where he's like doing his brian wilson, wilson yeah, phase yeah, yeah. right like uh army of didgeridoos right. like, like yeah there's a lot of people that one's great room, too like, right before he goes on the pcp yeah. bender uh, or acid. Uh, I think it was PCP, wasn't it? Or is he, does he take acid right after acid, that scene? Yeah. Okay. Um, but quick, quick story about you know Bruce Springsteen and the East Side Band. So you know around this time, same time period, Sopranos is out, mm-hmm. and I'm watching Sopranos, right? And then Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band comes on some live thing on HBO, which might have been like Live Aid or something like that. And I'm looking at it, going, "What's that actor?" doing oh, yeah, playing yeah. the guitar yeah. that scary. was yeah because i had never seen yeah. him in the band yeah you yeah. know because i just didn't follow them and i'm going oh my god is this one of those crossover guys <laughs> you know like did he go from from rapping to acting or whatever it is you know what <laughs> i mean like because we saw a lot of that it's funny because that hate that time period right you know, so he is such a huge part of the surprise he is he <laughs> really is he's so good as he's a yeah. phenomenal actor yeah. phenomenal actor yeah and i don't think like I know he did that show Lilyhammer. Oh was right, like yeah. The which, first Netflix show. Yeah, like original and Netflix really, show ever. And he's yeah, pretty much playing the same character <laughs> as he was in The Sopranos. <laughs> but yeah, like I, because I, you know, I, and I've said this on the podcast. My mom was, you know, born and raised in New Jersey, so I was aware of Springsteen and the E Street Band from a very young age. And I remember watching The Sopranos and being like. It's fucking little Stevie. He's <laughs> so you had the opposite experience exactly. of me. <laughs> but even one step weirder is like at a certain, I forget what season it's a little later on in the show. Um, there's a scene where uh, they're in Sylvia's office 
and it's like Tony Soprano and Sylvia, and they're waiting for Christopher, and he's like late to this meeting, and he walks in, and he's like, he's like, sorry, I'm late. The highways crammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive, which is a line from Born to Run, <laughs> which is a Bruce Springsteen song. That's which, hilarious. So in their universe, Bruce Springsteen exists. Yes, <laughs> but I guess there's a somebody who's not Little Stevie yeah. playing. Or people keep guitar. looking at whoever that character is and being like, you look just like Little Stevie yeah. from the E Street Band. <laughs> Will you put this bandana on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, well, cool. Well, Charles. Thank you so much for oh, doing podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. That I want to do it baby. again. Yeah, I totally do it again. Absolutely, to talk about whatever you guys want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have. I'm sure we there were some some bands that we didn't get to. So yeah, you'll have oh, to yeah. come back and do There's some plenty. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything like? So are you still writing poetry or anything? Or? No, actually, you know, <laughs> I just you know what happened is I got happy. <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of stopped writing. It was such an outlet for that type of thing. Yeah. So I, I kind of left the, the the pen down, and I I just I experiment with different mediums. Like I started doing some metalworking, like you know making wooden molds and pouring solder, that type of thing. So that's kind of where my outlet's gone. And now I've started working with polymer clay. Okay. So you know I'm a little Etsy. Little yeah. Etsy chick at this point, <laughs> even though I'm not on you Etsy, should, you but should I'm doing your, the same type of thing that they are. So you should plug your Instagram because it's awesome. I should. Yeah, okay, yeah. my Instagram is what is it? Kingcandy.co. Yeah, follow <laughs> me. Thing they know. What is yeah. it? <laughs> Kingcandy.co. It's a lot of Disney-inspired type of mashup things. Yeah, like you know, cool mashup. Uh, that's my other hobby is Disney. Okay. <laughs> is it enamel? They're not pins, but they're like clay or enamel. Like, yeah. So there's uh, there's a bunch of stuff on there right now. Some of it's just you know acrylic paintings that are yeah. garbage. But I, I like, like I like it. that you put the pins on or the uh, yeah on a backer. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. yeah so he puts like his uh, all those pins are, are are solder. So all those are solder and soft enamel. You know, just like cool. what you would use on a um, a model airplane. And then the polymer clay is what I've recently started getting in because I, I realized, oh, this might be easier to to get. Hence, uh, you know, the thing I made for you actually yeah. it turned out pretty well. It looks really opinion. good. Yeah. So Maybe a very cool uh, figurine of uh, yeah the Kitty Wing logo. So yeah, you're gonna have to tag me in that. I'm yeah, I'll take a picture of it before mm-hmm. I leave because I literally did it last night. Yeah, so, yeah. we'll do a photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on your happiness. Thank you. You are uh, you're still being creative and and making stuff. That's very cool. I uh, ordained uh, Charles's wedding. Uh, Ordained this man married. I was gonna say married, but then last time I did that, you were like, "You married Charles?" (laughs) You said that when I said I married Will. Uh, You're the second guest on that I've uh, ministered their wedding. Nice. Let's Mm -hmm. keep racking them up. Yeah, Yeah. baby. (laughs) Yeah, if you need someone to perform their ceremony, call me, baby. Got I'd love to do head. it. He was great. It'd be weird because I wouldn't know you, <laughs> but <laughs> I'd have to try to make up a bunch of details. But uh, all right, you got anything? <laughs> do you got anything? I don't. Uh, check out. Uh, let's make a podcast in this podcast. Let, write us a review. Cool. I don't have anything at the moment, but I have some stuff that's coming out soon. Uh, I think whenever this comes out, uh, so I'll be promoting that in the future. But yeah, maybe we'll until, drop something in. Yeah. But until then, uh, you can follow uh, Marcus, who performed the theme song, uh, <laughs> on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Uh, you can follow us uh, at my high school iPod on Instagram and at my HS iPod on Twitter. Um, leave us a review. Tell some friends about us. 
Uh, you guys are wonderful, and we love you, and we thank you so much for listening. Um, so, until next week's episode, this is Jay Howell, Muhammad Joma, and Charles Nogales saying, make yourself a playlist. Throw that shit on shuffle. Pop in those earbuds. Get out there and change the world. <laughs>